I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, happy Sunday. Welcome to the two, the two Matt's question and answer First podcast. Q&A of 2024. So should we jump straight in Let's with just go uh, for our it. first question? From Deborah, should Liz Truss have had an honours list? My God, no. I mean... 49 days in office <laughs> and you get an honours list and I mean people on it like Matthew Elliott the vote yeah. the leave guy and but I mean leave aside the people on it I mean just the the idea that after the most disastrous premiership in in history yeah. recent history anyway and and so brief yeah 49 days you get a res- I mean I don't think Gordon Brown and Tony Blair had one Blair didn't have one because of cash for honours, which would have been tricky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but I mean, it is the case that many don't. Well, don't. This is my point. I don't think any of them should have a bloody honours it, It's list. a ridiculous yeah. tradition yeah. and we should just ditch it. And well, it's, it's, it. I mean, it just feeds into this narrative of cronyism, doesn't it? You know, that you, if you're crony enough, then at the end of it, you get a seat in the House of Lords. Yes, the automaticity of it is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, look, if you are a very distinguished public servant or you gave something to the nation during your time in government or something, and there, yeah. there will be a handful of people who fit of course, that bill, yeah, yeah. then great. Yeah. And they should get honours in the usual fashion. Yeah. But the idea that when a prime minister, however ignominiously, leaves office, they're entitled to give all their mates yeah. a peerage or a knighthood or a damehood, or, this is absurd. It's actually very unfair. To, one of the, the good things about the honour system is that there are now people who are not famous getting honours. Yes. But how this debases that currency. Totally. I mean, people who've done amazing things in charities and just uh, neighbourhood public service get, yeah. get get awards and then these clowns yeah. who've, who've done their job at great profit to themselves to yes and, job, and, and in the case of Liz Truss have actually tanked the economy yeah I mean, it, that was all that she did. Do you well, think she wanted to give uh, quasi... Have they fallen out completely quasi? Well, I, I think that having sacked him, it would have been difficult to... Yeah, uh, yeah. Even <laughs> for her to give him a, a peerage, you know. But, but I wouldn't got, be I know a few titles I could give him, but... Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. It's a very good question, and thank you, Deborah, because I think it's sort of... It's one of those teachable moments where you have to sort of put your hands up and say, maybe it's time we stop this. Yeah. Because be a good one for Starmer to throw it, into It really the mix, would, because it? I will... If Starmer said... Uh, yeah. You know, if elected, I will not have a resignation on this yeah. list. That would yeah. be a very good yeah. down payment. And he could say, because, and, because I expect the people who who I would have honoured in that way to be doing it for public service and not to yes. accept baubles. At yes, the end I of mean, the day, I'm yeah. not going to appoint special advisors and yeah. ministers and, yeah. you know, uh, take money from donors on the basis that 
they're going to get a peerage or a knighthood or a yeah. whatever. You know, I think that. it should be auto-disbarring that. If you if you would accept a, a title, then you, <laughs> exactly. you, you mustn't be offered one. You yes, know? no, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I I think she has, I mean, she is a disgrace and she will continue to be a disgrace. Yes. Um, and we'll keep seeing it every bloody Remembrance well, Sunday, won't we? Well, one of the things that, exactly, and, but, but not just that. I mean, what's mm. interesting is how she is now playing the American circuit yeah. and becoming one of the many uh, prospective ambassadors for MAGA in this country i don't think she's smart enough to do it to be honest i, I don't she, either yeah. but i think that you know she'll be on gb news but she'll be she'll on fox and she, she is on fox sometimes lot, and, but, and you know I, I mean look will she be consequential no mm. but but she'll be an irritant yeah oh well okay well thank you debbie for the first question of 2024 let's That's move on one. to question number two Hi, Matt. What do you think should be done about the disproportionate public prominence of think tanks? I'm thinking about those emanating out of Tufton Street. Deep Dean Dance. Dance. Thank you, you, Deep Dean Dance. What do you reckon, Matt? Do you think they're all evil? Well, I think they're all very self-interested, and that's Mm. the point. And I think the answer to the question for me is all about transparency. And I I don't mind people having vested interests, but what I do mind is people having access to government that is funded through all sorts of nefarious means without anybody really knowing who is paying for what and what the end gain is. So if somebody said, okay, I work for a tobacco company and I want to make the case for, you know, not restricting advertising at sports events or whatever it might be, uh, and, and being totally honest about it, and this is who's paying for it, and this is... And people would sit back and say... Well, I understand why you're saying that, but you can F off. But that's not how it works. No. The way these things work is that it's all behind closed doors. It's a network of people who have all got a meshed interest. And there's corruption involved as well. You know, there's no two ways about it. The reason people hide things is that they're ashamed of the arguments they're making, but they want to gain from them. So I think greater legislated transparency around think tanks yes. and how they operate is I mean, the answer. I, and I think also one has to say there are some good think tanks out there. So I yeah. think Demos under Polly Curtis is great. Yes. Uh, I think Resolution Foundation uh, under Torsten Bell is very good. Yeah. You know, I uh, declare an interest because I was the first chair of Bright Blue, uh, Ryan Shorthouse's outfit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, a you know, an attempt to have a kind of centre-right think tank that isn't doesn't have the Tufton Street stink on it. And, you know, those those think tanks, uh, they're not in that nexus. But they're not trying to hide anything, are they? 100% not. Yeah. And, and they all have in common a, a high level of transparency. And, yeah. and, and you have to have it. But, but I think that it's interesting that Tufton Street has become you know, such a bogeyman word. It really yeah. has. And I think that says nothing good about the relationship between you know, think tanks, which ought to be what they say. You know, they should be places where ideas are generated. Uh, but actually, they're basically, in many cases, they're just another form of lobbying group. You totally. know, it's a way of buying access yeah. to government. And and so, and where, they, where it gets really scary is when you get people with scary ideas. And this goes back to the last question, where you've got the Institute of Economic Affairs, Affairs. Uh, led by Mark Little, Littlewood. But uh, now Lord Mark Littlewood, I think. Yeah, you get to very quickly. And they've absolutely screwed the economy with their their nonsense ideas. No one knows who who pays for them. He's been on Question Time a number of times and asked and complete, oh, you know, we don't have to declare who owns us and all of this, who funds them. I think you should do. No, of course. Why why wouldn't you say we're funded by X, Y, and Z? People always say to us on Twitter, some of these... Arsy people. Well, who funds the New European? Well, actually, the answer is people who buy the New European. Yes. We haven't even got advertising. You know, yeah. so we're completely funded and we're solvent based on the number of people who yes. buy us each week. 
I've got nothing to. But if if somebody said, if the European Union said, would you take half a million pounds to do this project? I wouldn't necessarily say no, but I would insist that everybody knew completely. You have to be completely yeah. transparent. Totally transparent. If you're out there, Ursula. Yes, yes, <laughs> Ursula. Focus not, on the bit where I said I wouldn't necessarily, necessarily say, say no. no. Well, <laughs> he means it. Yeah, right. Thank you, Deep Dean Dance. Not your real name, I suspect, but... Uh, oh, who knows, you know? It'd be very embarrassing if, if Deep Dean Dance got in touch and it said... turns out there's that a Deep my... Dean Aunt Dance <laughs> waiting in reception for Mr. Kelly. Next question, please. What is your view of the fact that the British abroad now have vote for life in the UK? Do you think this will change the dynamics of British government? Chris Platts. Thank you, Chris, for your question. Is this the idea that people who live in Malaga... Is it just Malaga? I don't know. I'm not sure. Is, is the point that the that sort Ex-pats. of Ray Winston in Sexy Beast can yeah. can vote in the forthcoming I, election, and I, this is a scandal? Uh, and I I don't know. Will it change the dynamics of British government? I can't I'm not, think it would. Would it? I can't think so. I mean, I suppose the the truth of the matter is, I kind of believe no no taxation without representation, but also no representation without taxation. Yes. So I think if you are voting, you should be. On the hook for something. On yeah. the hook, yeah. because yeah. I don't, I'm not wild about the idea of people who are not going to live with the consequences of the voting yeah. decisions they take. Where do, what constituency do they vote into? Though? Well, that's a very good question. I mean, presumably. There's no MP for Malaga. Last yet. time I looked. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, I mean, look, I suppose it, it depends upon you being registered. Yeah. These are people who must have. Residences here, I suppose, yeah, and you were, um, you lived in, and, and you you spent wherever. half the year in yeah. Malaga Slough. or, or yeah. and you, but then you go back to Slough to, to um, vote for the Slough to vote for a fascist <laughs> for flying home to vote for reform yeah. uh, because Mr. Tice is you know a, a change maker if ever there was one. Um, uh, so yes, I I, yeah. I I can't claim to have very high uh, a level of, of 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 views on that, but. Um, like I said, I think you know if you if you're not paying tax, you shouldn't get a vote, yeah. or, not, or not eligible for tax. I don't think we think, Chris. I don't think we think it'll change the dynamics no, of British I, government. I, I no, I don't think you, you, you know you can um, stand down on that. Yeah, thank you for stand your question. Stand down and stand by, as Mr. Trump would say. Thank you for listening to the two mats, and if you like the kind of conversations we have here, there are loads more to be had in print and online at the New European, uh, and I have got a very special offer for all listeners of the two mats. We are giving away copies of Alistair Campbell's Diaries 2023, which is a book we're publishing this month. Uh, it's a fantastic diary full of everything that's happened, all the people he's met, and anybody who's uh, a fan of Alistair Campbell's Diaries over the years know how brilliantly he turns them out. He is very much a latter-day Samuel Pepys. He really is. He is. So you can get a free copy of Alistair Campbell's Diaries 2023, worth £20 when you subscribe to the New European from as little as £1 a week. Or if you like getting the newspaper delivered to your door every single week, you can have that for just another pound a week. And that's a 75% saving on the price you'll pay at the newsagents. To get this great offer, go to www.theneweuropean.co.uk forward slash two mats. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Next question, um, please. Ah. Yes. Why does Britain persist in including the word empire in its honours? And would either of you accept one if offered? So this is like member of the British Empire. Yeah, well, I... I order I, the British Empire. There's been a long-standing uh, suggestion that empire should be changed to excellence, which I think is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Can't argue with that. Because yeah. it is silly having... I really it. like Légion d'honneur. It's very sexy, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, And if Mac- Mr Macron is listening... out there, I, you know, I, I, we're... I'd this, accept one of them. We're being very venal today. <laughs> and in that spirit, I, I mean, I was thinking about this on the way, and actually... I'm not going to be mealy mouth. If I was offered one, I would accept it. But I don't actually think journalists should get honours, really. I agree. Uh, I except agree. there's one exception to that, which is I think that those that have shown physical courage, like war yeah. correspondents. So yeah. when my friend Christina Lamb was given an OBA, I was thrilled to bits because, you know, yeah. she's super brave. And yeah. But the old tradition, that, which seems, I think, to have stopped that the editor of the Times automatically got a knighthood yeah. and um, most of the Telegraph editors I've known were either become lords and, you know, knight. this is silly. You know, we are meant to throw uh, rocks at the bottles, not organise yeah. the bottles, aren't we? You know? So I, I, I wouldn't accept one on the basis, on the basis that, of that. Well, so Matt my, Kelly, my, it, it does have a good ring my, to it. My grandfather and my grandmother on my dad's side both got honoured after the war. Uh, really? Joseph Sylvester Kelly was given the OBE. He was... Mayor of Bootle during the Blitz in 1941-42 and was known as the Tin Hat Mayor because during the Blitz he went out with the rest of them digging people out of the rubble in in Bootle. And the Bootle Times wrote a a quite magnificent epitaph to the end of his mayoralhood. Hats off to the mayor and this marvellous thing which my dad has got on his wall frame. That's brilliant. And, And my nana 
was given the MBE for her work in the WVS, now the WRVS, yes, the yes, Women, yes. Women's Voluntary Service. Again, proper health. stuff. Yeah, real, and that's why I wouldn't accept one, because I think taking the piss out of a government on the front page of a newspaper yes. doesn't equate I mean, digging people out of rubble in boot. No, exactly. I mean, my father was a CB, which is a companion of the Order of Bath, and that was, you know, reflected 30, 40 years in, you know, keeping jobs alive in Scotland as a Whitehall official. Yeah. And I, I thought I was really thrilled for him when he yes. got that. And, yeah. And it, it, That's it, proper it, stuff. Proper, yeah. I mean, proper yeah. stuff. I mean, the, the reason it's I'm able to answer it with jollity is that I can't conceive of anything I could ever do that would match that. That would match that. And, yeah. and, and um, you know, that's a choice you make when you become a journalist, I yeah. think. You know, yeah. Some journalists, a lot of journalists get it because they then become special advisors and, yeah. and, and all that. Yeah malarkey terrible but if you stay a journalist i can't really see what would yeah give you you know there's a reason sir william lewis sir will lewis sir wilder lewis yeah but i mean you know i mean will lewis who's now the chief exec of the wall street journal the washington excuse me excuse me the washington post Post, yes quite right and he got it because he was very pally with david cameron right a special advisor to david cameron is that right he was friends with david cameron and and was a former telegraph editor yeah but to be fair to Will Lewis, he came from very kind of humble beginnings, didn't yeah. he? You know, he's risen to the top of society. Yes. And, and and so Sir William Lewis... But I just can't say it with a straight face, Sir William no. Lewis. You it, know? I mean, that's that's the problem, is that yeah. whenever a, a journalist is ennobled or given... It, it, it's it's just... <laughs> As I say, apart from war correspondence, yeah. it is intrinsically funny. It invites mockery. Well, I mean, because the whole <laughs> business of being a journalist is to be uh, a critic and a satirist. To, and, and to a, be anti-establishment. And, and to undercut you know, things yeah, and undermine yeah, things. Yeah, and suddenly yeah, yeah. to... You know, be the person that says, I think you've made a mistake, you know who I am. That's not a good look, is it, really? <laughs> Thank you, Frank Jackson from Southport. Great question. Next question, please. Oh, what's better, to be a traitor or a faithful? Muhammad Khan in Haringey. Now, I should say that I, you, you have haven't to ex- got a clue. What I this have is no about idea. And, and this is a, yet another gap in my Amental uh, knowledge. <laughs> Uh, so you're going to have to fill me in so this and explain. Is, this question is all about the traitors, the which popular is the TV show. BBC TV show, which is based on a game that I used to play called Werewolf, which is ah, where you also known as Mafia. Where that's are, right, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Where you get a group of you, and it's actually it sounds very kind of pure. But it's no, it's a very good, good game. I understand um, now. Yeah, and you sort of you've got a number of traitors amongst you, yes, or werewolves in that yes. case. And you've got a number of, most of you are faithfuls. And the whole game is how do you work out who's a faithful and who's a traitor? And the faithfuls have to get rid of all of the traitors. And if at the end of the game... Who are villagers in werewolves. Exactly, that's right. They're villagers, yeah. And at the end of the game, uh, if there's one werewolf remaining, so the werewolf has convinced all the other players that he or she is actually a faithful, then the werewolf or the traitor wins everything. So... Uh, and and it's become this huge uh, huge show huge show yeah I, I think surprisingly I don't think and it's gone abroad I mean I I, yeah. I, I heard um, John Burko uh, on a podcast saying that he was going to be in the I think the US or Australian version of it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I've seen the Australian because my, my nine year old is obsessed He's with obsessed it. with it yeah yeah look and it's one of those things we can watch together you know yes and, yes and uh, Claudia Winkleman is brilliant in it yeah no, she's the, a very she's good presenter sort of yeah fantastic I'd love to know what she's got tattooed on her forehead head though there's something there's something clearly like she must under have the some, fringe. like an incriminating tattoo the on fringe, her forehead yeah. under the fringe that never moves but she's, she's a very good broadcaster she's, oh, she's amazing very she's talented amazing. so the answer so all right well, so what is the i would definitely be a want to be a traitor me too yeah, yeah. yeah on the basis fun. of what you describe it and also yeah. i gather 
from uh, the ping sort of people who've done Ponzi research about werewolf and the werewolves generally win. They do, yes, they do. So, they do. Yeah. so on they the basis do. that you know, on that basis alone. Yeah. So yes, a traitor. I, but it should be said that the you don't pick. You know, you, you no, are, no, no, you are someone you are decides designated in the game. You get given it's a not, card. It's you know, not self ID. No, exactly. You know? <laughs> Otherwise, you just have 12, 12 werewolves and no villages. Right. I shall mostly be a traitor. <laughs> Thank you, Mohammed, for that question. All right. uh, have we got any more questions? Ah, oh, this is a good oh, one. This is one. Derek, not Clive. Well, I mean, the the name itself is one about which we could uh, yeah. perhaps save that for another one. Yeah. Is Dave Chappelle still funny? Okay, well, uh, this, I think, uh, references his new, uh, Chappelle's new special on Netflix, which is called The Dreamer, which I watched and enjoyed over the year. And uh, I think he is still funny. Anyone who knows me knows that Chappelle is on my sort of Mount Rushmore of people I are kind of part of my inner voice. I think yeah. he's a genius and I've been to see him, taken my kids to see him. And so... Just describe his style to people who don't, well, I mean, don't know him. The thing, that, the thing to say about Chappelle is that he's really had two acts. One was when he was really very young. I mean, he started stand-up when he was 14 uh, in D.C. and around there. And then he had a very popular TV show on Comedy Central called The Chappelle Show, the third series of which he felt was becoming racist. And he just... He left 50 million bucks on the table and walked away, went mm-hmm. to Africa. And although he carried on performing, he, he was quite recessive and reclusive for a lot of years then he came back bulked up he'd been to the gym and he did a massive 60 million dollar deal with netflix and did a whole series of of uh of specials and my personal favorite was uh, not really a special but he during covid about 12 days after the george floyd murder he did it's on youtube you can see it he did an outdoor show socially distant called eight eight minutes and yeah i've seen seconds. i've seen that it's great and yeah. it was at that moment i thought yeah. that Chappelle yeah. rose from being a great stand-up to being a sort of great voice of his generation and he is edgy and uh, very offensive sometimes but I personally think he's a genius. So my, so the, my the answer accu- is yes. But the, this is the accusation, isn't it? That he's punching down. This yes, is what and, and look, here's the thing about this, which is it's become sort of baked into the culture that you're not meant to punch down in humour. This is nonsense. Satire and humour forever has involved punching down. Yeah. The question is, is it funny? Mm. When you go into a comedy room, you are entering into a contract where things are said and things are laughed at that would never be laughed at in work or at home or whatever. You know, that's the nature of comedy. It's yeah. about being funny. Yeah. And the kind of literalism where people think that comedians mean what they say and are trying to make life difficult for particular groups. This is, this is just a total misunderstanding. And the, gr- and the group, we should call it out, the group that is particularly Tra- transgender. Is transgender. Yes, and, and I don't want to spoil it, but the, yeah. in the new special anticipating the fact that everyone will be expecting him to to make jokes about transgender people Chappelle does a very funny reverse ferret but I'm not going to spoil it for you I haven't seen it though not necessarily not necessarily in a way that will satisfy his woke critics but you know Dave Chappelle is someone who is a hundred percent and with his pocket committed to social and racial justice and does a huge amount for you know uh underprivileged african-american kids and other groups this is the thing i suppose i I mean is he doesn't have to prove his credentials to anyone yeah and when i see white middle class students in this country sorry guys but you know one has to call it what it is saying oh you know he's just a fascist 
No, he mm. isn't. You know, no. he really isn't. I haven't seen The Chappelle Show, yeah. but the one that I have seen, which was linked in the reviews of the Dave Chappelle yes. show, was Ricky Gervais's special, I don't Armageddon. think they're on a par. You know, I don't no, think I don't think I did. So I've seen that, and my wife and daughter went to see the live show yeah. and thought it was fantastic and came back raving about him. But I watched the special on Netflix, and I thought a lot of it was pretty crap, to be I mean, honest. I mean, I, I, you know, I think Chappelle is the goat, yeah, and, whereas yeah. I think Ricky Gervais is someone who's written some very good sitcoms. Well, Frankie Boyle, do, who, you know, who's got form himself in a, when it comes to offending, oh, yes. offending people. Plenty of form. But <laughs> Michael Frank, Jackson's Children's Hospital strikes yeah. me as one of the bits that he... Well, and also the, the one was uh, Jordan and Harvey. Oh, my God. Remember, I mean, I'm, that was a joke I'm, that uh, still, has not aged still, well. Yeah. It has not aged well. Um, but... Um, he said, and I think this is true, is that Ricky Gervais just isn't a stand-up comedian. Mm. You know, he's not. He's a very funny actor. He's a very funny writer, but he's not a stand-up. And there were parts of his show which I thought, I love being offended in a yes. funny way, but you're not offending me. because The only offence you're doing is to comedy because it's just not funny, you know, yes, some of this. Crimes against comedy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a lot of it is just banal. And Being the, funnily offensive is very difficult. Yeah, yeah. It's not, I mean, it, the, the idea that you just are offensive and that's funny yeah. is, is silly that's that's not how funniness is a very difficult thing to yeah. be i mean the, the level of of talent yeah that these i mean the guy who is now quite long dead actually uh patrice o'neill another african-american comedian who i think was incredibly gifted and would yeah. have been up there with Chappelle if he survived died of diabetes you know he was unbelievably rude about everyone yeah especially white people yeah but if you listen to his specials, it's in the cadence, it's in the rhythm. Yeah. The guy's a genius of yeah. how to say things. Yeah. It's not a skill easily acquired. It's I mean, talk about the you know, the ten thousand hour rule. Yeah. You know, these are guys that have gone up yeah. gone up through clubs and yeah. done they've done five gigs a night. Yeah. yeah. It's not easy to do it. It yeah. really isn't. It what's looks the, easy. What's the best stand up gig you've ever been to? I, I took um my two lads to see Chappelle at the Adelphi in the Strand. Yeah. Um and he was fantastic. Okay. I, I then went on my own to watch him and Chris Rock do a double act at the O two, which was sort of absurd a kind of talent explosion. Right, right. But the Adelphi gig was was um was something else. It was really very special. The show that I saw, and I saw it when I was about 17 or something like this, which I've never forgotten and represents the kind of high watermark for stand-up, was uh, Robin Williams at the Metropolitan. Oh, genius. And, uh, you know... It's, you, you saw him at the Met? No, I, I didn't see him. Then. Oh, no, I'm the, talking about the, the TV, TV show, show of it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. God, my God, I wish I'd It's brilliant. Seen. I mean, it is astonishingly good. What no, a he's, talent that guy is. I mean, he absolutely, Robin Williams incarnates the point, which yeah. is to be that good... The cost, yes, is the Im- personal cost is, is immeasurable. immense, yeah. and yeah. you know he paid for it in all sorts Ultimate. of ways. Yeah. So I have a, I have, a, I have a kind of obsession with stand-up, really, which is I think that it's one of the f- the last remaining spaces where you can really say things that are unsayable, but in a way that it doesn't necessarily hurt anyone. No, and it's, it has a sh- sort of shamanistic role in which, the, yes. you know, you can you can direct, and maybe this is what's happening, you know, you can direct all your ire and angst yes, and confusion yeah. at these people and they absorb it. But I, I, one small point about Ricky Gervais that I thought was interesting was that I wonder whether he is not surrounded by any critical voices anymore, mm. or certainly enough. He referenced his, his partner, Jane, a lot, saying, Jane yes. said, don't do this, don't do that. But there was one point in it where he was talking about the end of Schindler's List. Oh, yes, it was yeah. the end of some riff on Schindler's List, yes. which I found boring. But 
He got the end of it. The point he made at the end, he got it. It was totally misconstrued. He said at the end, we've got a procession of Holocaust uh, relatives laying stones no, to remember. Survivors to of, remember. They're the people in the film. In the film, that's the with point. The, with the actors. He, yes. he got it complete. And I thought, okay, whether or not that alters his uh, set or, or not. But, but after it's sloppy. All, all of those shows, no one had nobody out. said to him, mate, no, that, that's not what happens at the end of Schindler's List. It's wrong. I mean, you know? one of the things that you hear when you listen to comedians' podcasts and so on, which I do far too much at the time, is how much, especially when they're coming up, they would sit around, the, you know, there was a famous table at the comedy store where Kevin Hart, Patrice O'Neill, Jim Norton, Bill Burr would sit and just tear horrendous chunks out of each other. Yeah. And Patrice O'Neill used to, when he was bored by the young Kevin Hart, used to just throw a telephone directory onto the stage yeah. Yeah. and say, <laughs> read it out, that'll be more interesting, right? <laughs> Now, that is the level of sort of group accountability yeah, and yeah, peer pressure yeah. that you're, I think, rightly saying is absent yeah, there, yeah. you know, because you're right. I mean, that he, I remember now, now you mentioned it, you're absolutely right, that the, the that he, he did completely get the end of Schindler it's wrong. It's just com- and totally it's, erroneous. And, the it's whole a school, and it is a schoolboy error, actually. And he's, he has done, in preparation for that televised show, he's done... Oh, Gigs Countless around gigs, yes, perfecting it and honing it, and nobody said to him, "Ricky, great show, but did you've you completely know that? got yeah. that wrong?" And normally they do uh, two recordings, yeah. So there was a full, there was full team, probably nine cameras, yes. You know, full sound production team and everyone, and no one. It's just such an obvious mistake, and no one pointed out to him. So Dave Chappelle, I'm looking forward to seeing that. And but- Derek, not Clive, you just wait till the two mats do yeah. when we do the O2. <laughs> you're going to see, X-rated you know. Version. I'll tell you what gives me anyway. <laughs> Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project. There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. We're not going to go there yet. I think that's enough for this week. So... Just on the Derek and Clive before, point. Before we trip into Derek and Clive, live on the podcast, we'll move on. The worst swiftly. job I ever had, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful Sunday. Have if a you're great listening Sunday. on Sunday. If not, uh, have a great week. And please get in your questions for Send our those next questions. show. The really email, want to see those questions. The email address is to Matt, that's the number two, M-A-T-T-S, at tnepublishing.com. And if you're listening on Spotify, there's a little dialogue box. You can just ask your question in there. And if you just want to give us some feedback as well, we're very interested in that. Please don't forget to subscribe to The New European. If you like what you hear on the podcast, you will love The New European. And you can get all of our journalism from less than a pound a week. So Bargain. Um, bargain. Bargain, mate. So thank you, Matt. See thank you, you Matt. next uh, Friday See you morning next Friday. on our regular podcast. Absolutely. Have, have a, a great week, week, folks. <laughs>